Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. We, we have been um, talking about um, a series uh, called Think. Um, I know people retain so much and I think you, you still have what, what has been preached uh, over the last weeks. Um, my message this morning is not too far from there, praise the Lord. Um, in fact, it's not far. It's, um, if you want to title, if you are into titles of the message, it's called A Different Mindset. Praise the Lord. Um, I think, let's start by reading a scripture. Um, Numbers chapter number 14, verse number 24. Here we, we, we want to hear the testimony of God concerning a man. These are God's comments concerning a man. Praise the Lord. And here it says, but my servant Caleb, this was God speaking to Moses. He says, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and has followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went and his seed shall possess it. Praise the Lord. Amen. I say it is God speaking about a man. He says, this man had a different attitude. This man had a different mindset. You see, when God wanted to take the children of Israel out of Egypt, he used the man Moses. I, I said he used the man. He did not use angels. Praise the Lord. He used the man. And the Bible, from the Bible, we can understand that Moses had a different mindset. See, the children of Israel had a slave mentality. But at this particular time, when Moses um, saw God, when he saw the burning bush, should I say, in Exodus 3, verse 3, the Bible from there, we can record, we can, we can deduce that Moses had a different mindset. Though he was by this time a shepherd, he was heading sheep in a desert, in a wilderness. The Bible records, and we understand from the Bible that Moses had grown as a prince in Pharaoh's palace. His mindset was the mindset of a champion. You see, the Bible records that he saw a bush that was burning. And you understand, he said in his mind, why is this bush not consumed? I'm telling you, if he was an ordinary man, that was the time to shuffle the thighs. That was the time to run. <laughs> I'm just trying to, 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 to be in Moses' shoes. I mean, I mean, this is burning and the bush is not consumed. Here is the mindset of Moses. 
Moses said to himself, let me draw near so that I can see why it is not being consumed. As if to say, by going near, you understand. And God saw it and he said, he spoke out of the burning bush and he said, do not draw nearer. What I'm trying to point out is that Moses had a different mindset. We understand the minds of the men or the thoughts of the men by the words he spoke. Because your words are a door or a gate to your thoughts. And the actions are the character of your thoughts. In other words, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Now, going back to Caleb, why did God command such a man by just saying the man had a different spirit? Let's go on Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13 from verse number 17 here is, you know, a group of people about to go into Canaan. They had the promises of God. They had seen miracles of God, miracle after miracle. God proving himself to be God. God proving himself that his word is true. His promises are true. His promises, they come to pass. And at this point, if you read in Deuteronomy, in, 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 in chapter 1, from verse number 22 to 25, it seems to suggest that the people made the suggestion to Moses that we need to go and see the place that we are going into, as if they were doubting that there is such a place in the first place. But if you read it from chapter 13, you understand that God was in it. God commanded Moses to send 12 spies, 12 each man from the tribe of Israel. Praise the Lord. And the Bible from where I'm reading says, And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan, and said unto them, Get you up this way southward, and go into the mountain, and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. And what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that they dwell in whether in tents or in strongholds. And what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not, and be of good courage, bring the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of first ripe grapes. So they went up, the Bible says, and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin to Rehob as men came to Hamath. And they ascended by the south and come to Hebron, wherein Haman, Shesai, Talman, the children of Anak were. Now Hebron was built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. And they came unto the brook or the valley of Eshko and cut down from there a branch 
with a cluster of grapes, and they bear it between two upon a staff, and they brought the pomegranates and the figs. The place was called the Valley of Eshko because of the cluster of, of grapes, which the children of Israel cut down from there. And they returned from searching the land after 40 days. Specific instructions concerning four things. Go into the land of Canaan. Four things, go and see the land. Go and see the cities. Go and see the people. And bring the specimen, the fruit thereof. Praise the Lord. And 12 men went for 40 days. The Bible says they came after 40 days. Now, scholars tell us that the journey was about 300 miles. The round journey. That was about 482 kilometers. I know someone is doing the math already. <laughs> you see, and when they come back, 12 men saw the same things. They, say, they saw the land, they saw the fruits, they saw the forests, they saw the mountains, they saw everything, including the giants. But it will be interesting to understand how they saw it. I am aware as I speak this morning that someone is facing a particular circumstance. It matters how you see it. It matters, your mindset concerning the matter matters most. Praise the Lord. The Bible records that when the men came, the first thing they said, they commented on the specimen, the fruit, the evidence they brought. They said, surely the land flows with milk and honey. That is to say, there is nothing to doubt about the land. The land is perfect, just as God has promised. But, praise the Lord, <laughs> they begin to give an account of why they think it's not for them. They say the land that we saw, though it has, or though it flows milk and honey, but therein in the land there are giants. They are sons of Anak. By the way, if you were to understand, these giants were men that had an average height of around seven to, to nine feet. That's, that's around uh, uh, probably 2.1 to 3 meters uh, tall. Uh, obviously, if you are two meters already, you can't see the giantness of these men. Uh, <laughs> but a man of my height will understand. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, they said the cities are fortified. Somewhere historians, they record that 
these, these walls, the walls of these cities were, were somewhere between 20 feet to 25 feet. That's, that's around, if you do your math, uh, your conversions, right? <laughs> it's, it, that's around six, six meters to seven meters. Thickness. I'm just trying to bring to your attention um, what these men saw. And if you were in their shoes, were you going to give a different report? And they said, and after they just gave a report, verse 30 of chapter 13, it records a remarkable statement by Caleb. And Caleb said, let's go at once and possess it. Listen, Caleb is not saying, let's go and fight for this thing or whatever. He is actually saying, God has promised, let's go and take it. Let's go and possess it. For we are well able. Listen, that's what he, he said. He said, for we are well able. Praise the Lord. It is interesting to understand that other than Caleb, there was only other men, Joshua. His account is only given in chapter 14, that he was in agreement with the man Caleb. But if you go as soon as Caleb said his statement about possession immediately, the man, the other 10, they said, no. We cannot go against the men or the inhabitants of this land, for they are stronger than us. Listen to the mindset of these men. Listen, Caleb with these men, they saw the same things. Concerning the economy, concerning the circumstances that are happening around you, concerning the situation that you are facing, what are you seeing? What's your mindset? What are you focusing on? I like what Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. He says, for we walk not by sight, but by faith. Praise the Lord. We walk not by sight, but by faith. I, I understand that's, that's what Caleb was seeing. Praise the Lord. Caleb said, I saw the giants. I saw the sons of Anak. I saw the fortified cities. But we are well able. Amen. The men said, the land that we saw, it is the inhabitants thereof. And in the sight of the men, as if they knew what they were thinking. The, men said, the ten men said, in the sight of the giants, we were as grasshoppers. And also in our own sight, we were as grasshoppers. If we read verse 6 of chapter 14, this is what it says. And Joshua the son of Nun, and Caleb the son of Jephne, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through and searched it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then we will, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. 
Only rebel not ye against the Lord. Listen, now we understand why Caleb was saying we are well able. They understood that the matter had God involved. Praise the Lord. He understood that God was involved in this. Praise the Lord. You need to understand who you are in the circumstances that you are facing. Praise the Lord. Because God is with you. In fact, this man lived in a different dispensation. The dispensation that you are in, God is in you. Hallelujah. He lives in you. You are the headquarters of God. Oh. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. We actually carry God. As, as, as weird as it sounds, we carry God. Don't you know, the apostle says, that you are the temple of the Spirit. Don't you know? Mindset. We have not fully understood this man, Caleb. Listen, 45 years later, if we go into in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter number 14, verse number 6, you understand why God commanded the mindset of Caleb. I said 45 years later, because be, these 10 spies, are, unfortunately the children of Israel decided to go with numbers and believed the 10 men who gave a bad report. And God was displeased so much that the, the children of Israel were delayed by 40 years. And he said, oh, these men will not see. They will not enter. Save Joshua and Caleb, for they have a different mindset. Amen. And 45 years later, I'm not putting the numbers to this. Listen to the man. If we read in Joshua chapter, chapter number 14, Joshua chapter 14, uh, verse, verse 6. This is what he says. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua at Gigal, and Caleb the son of Jephne, the Kenizzite, said unto him. Listen, these two men went together as part of the 12 spies. And now Joshua is leading the children of Israel after uh, the passing on of Moses. And uh, now Caleb is talking to his mat. He's saying, listen, you know the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God concerning me in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, servant of God, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him the word as it was in my heart. He says, nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. 
And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon your feet have trodden shall, your inherit, shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have followed the Lord your God. And listen, he says, And now, <laughs> behold, the Lord has kept me alive. As he had these 45 years, even since the Lord spoke the word to Moses while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day 85 years old. As yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. Listen to this man. The man is 85 years old. I understand and I know how or the strength of an 85-year-old man is like. My father was that old, praise the Lord. I know. Um, the man in his 85 years, he said, remember the promise of God that he gave to his servant. Now I am strong as I was 40 years old, 40, 40, at 40 years old when Moses sent me to spy out the land. And he says, give me now this mountain. Meaning Hebron, praise the Lord. He says, give me this mountain. Now therefore give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day. For you heard in that day how Anakims were there. Which, which means the, the giants. He says, you know that we saw the giants. And I know that the giants are still dwelling there. But I still have the strength. Give me this mountain now. That's the mindset of Caleb. We understand from Joshua, from chapter 15, 13, and also from Joshua chapter 11, that the giants were conquered. They were dispelled. And it talks about three places where they remained. The Bible talks of the place in Gath and Gaza and Ashdod. Now, if you, if you, if you are with me and you follow me very closely, you understand that the remnants of, of, of these giants which were in Gath, there is an account that was later written of a man in, in 1 Samuel chapter number 17 concerning David. His name was Goliath of Gath. He was a giant, praise the Lord. And I want you to know, I'm, I'm basically giving you account of men with different mindset. Lest they may challenge you and give you a different mindset in your circumstances, praise the Lord. You need a different mindset when you are facing sickness. You need to understand that by his stripes we are healed. In other words, your mindset should align with the promises of God. Always. Praise the Lord. Now, listen to, to, to what God is saying about David. You know, the Bible says, David, a man after my own heart. That God's testimony concerning David, praise the Lord. Listen, David was just a boy. The Bible records that he, he, was, he was looking after his father's sheep. He was out in the wilderness, being a mere shepherd. 
And the Bible says that the, the war broke out between the Philistines and the children of Israel. And the Bible recalls that they were in a mountain facing each other and there was a valley between the two armies. And for 40 days, there was a man who would come out and torment the children of Israel for he was a giant. In fact, the height of Goliath was recorded in the Bible and it was about three meters tall. Praise the Lord. The Bible talks about the armor that Goliath used to wear. And it's, it's actually translated, if you, if you convey the measurements, his armor and his helmet, well, they were about 56 kgs. The head of his spear alone was about, uh, about 7 kgs. Now, I want you to see how terrified the children of Israel were. So himself was a tall man. The Bible says that he, he was head, head and shoulders above the children of Israel. That's why he was appointed king anyways. But so himself was terrified upon seeing such a man. We understand from 2nd Chronicles um, that this was not the only giant in the camp of the Philistines. There were about relatives of, of, of Goliath, about four or five men that size. Listen, the children of Israel were terrified. The armies of Israel were terrified. That was the mindset. But David, he was sent to just give food to his brothers and to see how his brothers were faring. The Bible says at that time when David landed, Goliath, that was the same time he, he came out and he began to curse the God of Israel. He made a mistake. I think he made a mistake in the timing. <laughs> Because when David heard it, he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who cares? Who curses the God, the living God of Israel? Listen, God, David says the living. He said the living God. He understood that his God was living. He was miraculous. Praise the Lord. He understood what his God could do. He had a different mindset. And David, though he was not in the army that time, his brothers were. He did not have even an armor. He did not have spears. What a mindset David had. Praise the Lord. David began to go to each and every one of the guys in the army and said, what will the king do to a man who kills such a man? And they told him marvelous things. He says, he will give you riches. He says, your family will not be taxed forever. And I think this third one is the one that, you know, that David liked most. I'm just, that's me. <laughs> because, because they said, and you will marry the king's daughter as well. <laughs> That's me guessing, speculating. Um, and the news 
came to Saul, the king. They said, bring that boy. And Moses went to the king. And he said this to the king. He said, king, do not worry. Do not be afraid for your servant will go and kill this man. I mean, Saul had never heard such, such, such a talk. He had never heard such words being spoken of by a man who was not in the army. And these were the words of Saul. Saul said, no, not at all. A thousand times no, I've just added, you know. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. He said, for you are just a kid. You are young, but this man you are facing, he has known war since his youth. And there, immediately, there and then, David pulled out his CV. And he said, say, I'm just putting it in today's language. <laughs> and he said, say, I, one day I was out there heading my father's sheep. A lion came and seized one of the sheep. I went after it. And he said, I, I, I held it by its beards and tore it apart. And Saul said, no, you, you don't mean it. And he says, not only that king. A bear also did the same thing. And you know the result, king. I tore it apart as well. Listen to the mindset of David. David says, and this uncircumcised Philistine that you see, you will follow suit. And after some convincing, after some pulling of the CV, Saul said, you can go, but you can't go just like that. Take my armor. The Bible says, David tried his armor. And as he tried to move, the Bible says, David says, no, I can't go like this. For the armor was too heavy. The man was not trained that way. He took, he took, he took off that armor and he drew close to Goliath. At that moment, I think in my own in, in my own analysis, in my own assessment, I think that infuriated Goliath the more. How dare you come without an armor? One, you are young. Yes, you are handsome. But at least take some armor. <laughs> and the Bible recalls that at that moment, Goliath began to curse the armies of Israel by his gods. I don't know what he has actually said, but I think there was a lot of swearing in that. And listen, this is what, if you listen to the conversation that these two had, you understand the mindset of David. How David understood the intervention of the supernatural at that moment. Because Goliath said, I am not a dog. 
Actually, he did, he did not say I'm not a dog. He actually posed the question. He says, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? Because David had a sling and a staff. And this, he said, today, that's Goliath. He says, I'll, I'll kill you and I'll feed you to the birds of the air. Listen to David. David was not timid. David was not afraid at all. He understood the backing of God. Praise the Lord. He says, you come to me with that armor. You come to me with spear. You come with me to me with, with all that you have. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. The, the, the Lord of the armies of Israel, of, of Israel whom you are, you are defying, praise the Lord. He, say, he says, I come to you in that name. And he says, today, not only your head will be chopped off, but he said, even the other Philistines, their carcasses will be fed to the beasts of the, of, of, of the earth. Listen. David, at that moment, when he was saying what he was saying, did not even have a spear. I think Goliath was saying, how can you say that? You don't have a spear. How can you chop my head off? Praise the Lord. Now, what surprised me the most, what touched me, when I was reading this account, is what David is about to do. The Bible recalls that the man had a sling. I don't know if you have used a sling before. I have done. Um, but you see, the Bible recalls that David, Goliath began to charge. I mean, I, I want you to go with me to the battle plane right now. And the Goliath is charging toward David. And David, this is what David did. You see, at least you would expect the man to be probably, uh, you know, retreating and about to aim. The Bible records that David ran after Goliath. The man is advancing. Don't you see, David, that he is a giant? You see, it defies logic. The Bible says that David released from his string one. Though he had five stones, you know, theologians, they argue much about this, that why he picked five stones. <laughs> Something because Goliath had four other brothers, probably David had five stones because he had one for each of them. <laughs> Some have a different thought, right? I'm not going into that. But what I know is this. The one that was meant for Goliath, the Bible says it sank into his forehead. Listen, the stone did not bounce off. There was not some ricocheting of some sort. The stone sank into his forehead. And the Bible says David took his sword and cut his head off. 
And the children of Israel, they were encouraged. There was morale in the camp. And they went after the Philistines and the rest is history. But it started with a man who wanted to align himself with the promises of God. A man with a different mindset. Praise the Lord. Listen. The Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Chapter number 3 verse 5 rather. He says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves. To think of anything as of ourselves. But he says our sufficiency. Oh. He says our sufficiency is of God. Listen, the word that he says there, sufficiency, it's not, it's not what we think. Paul, what he was talking about, the Greek word there is hikanotes. H-I-K-A-T-A-C-E. He says, our sufficiency is not of ourselves, but is of God. The word sufficiency there, it means our ability, our enablement, our competence. Paul was saying, our competence is not of ourselves, but of God. Who has also made us able ministers, praise the Lord. He says the able ministers of the new covenant, which is not like the old, but is of the latter. Because the, because the Old Testament killeth, but our testament is of the spirit, praise the Lord. What I'm trying to say is that I know you might be going through circumstances. I know that you might, there might be sickness. They might have told you a bad report. As I said, whose reports are you believe? They might have given you a negative report about your circumstance. Probably they have given you days to live. Probably it's not you, but your family member has been given months to live. Probably they gave you a report and said your body is not functioning very well. They have said you are barren, ma'am. They have said you are not able to, to bring forth children into the world. Listen, whose reports shall you believe? You are facing a situation, and this is what I'm telling you. Our ability is not of our own. But our sufficiency, our enablement is of God. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.